Welcome to the Horror Supernatural Chop Shop. Chopping up the good, the bad, the insane movies, TV shows of the horror and supernatural genre. With games, trivia, facts, and more. Once again, and welcome to the Horror Supernatural Chop Shop. Always with you, me, Zach, Mr. Eyeliner, always known as Zach, THS Chop Shop, and always joined by my amazingly wicked great co-host, Evil Pris. What's up? What's up? What's up, Evil Pris? How you doing? Doing good. Just hanging out. Awesome, awesome. So, um, yeah, so before we even get into the movie title for tonight... Yeah, wow. I love the fact that we're going to discuss another great little indie fun because this movie that we're reviewing came out at a time where, like, IFC Theater in New York only showed it, and it's a small little film that got critical, like, cult following, and I like that we pick such great, innovative, different sh- shit to review, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, so the title of tonight's review movie is The Autopsy of Jane Doe. From 2016, which is a supernatural horror thriller film. Play on, play on. <laughs> yeah, and uh, before we get it, let's talk about like autopsy, the, the term, and how you see these movies, and like it's a horror movie, but they actually bring the kind of creepiness into the, the, the whole movie, you know? Well, yeah, I was about to say, quite honestly, like, even being a part of like working for a morgue or even a funeral home is not for the soft heart. I worked in a funeral home for a little while. I mean, it didn't bother me. I was picking up the bodies, but most people I remember at the time were like, you're, you're okay with that. I'm like, yeah, why? Yeah. It's, it's not for like every, I mean, it's obviously not for everybody. I remember when I was like in my early twenties, I was dating a, a lady and she, uh, was working in a morgue and I visited her a few times and some of the stuff I saw, I, you know, you can never unsee, but I don't think I had the stomach to ever be able to do that. Cause she was doing oh, yeah, like, no, I mean, like I, I honestly, I probably would have continued to work there, but the problem was when you're, I will say like when you're on shift and this sounds inappropriate, but it's actually just reality. You're basically waiting for people to die because you're, picking up their bodies but i will say the only reason why i didn't actually continue was because it was a little bit of a pain because most of the time you don't start on the clock until you go if you're called to go pick up a body oh my so, God. i would i would sometimes sit there for like 10 or 11 hours of just sitting around waiting for a call and in that whole entire time i wasn't getting paid so it's like after a while i'm like i i can't just sit around hoping that i'm gonna get a good paycheck a week later or two weeks later I would totally assume if you did work in a morgue, you would have been somebody that, like, you know, you were the one that prepared the bodies for funerals, doing the makeup. And yeah, stuff. but the thing is, is that would have been something if they had actually, like, given me the hours. The thing is, is when you usually, not every time, but usually when you go through that process, when you're first joining one, it's a lot of family orientation. So if you're just kind of a new person coming in, you kind of start at the bottom. You're right. I see. I see. Like most funeral parlors and uh, places like that, it's always like something in sons, something in daughters. It's a yeah. family title. Yeah. It's very family oriented, which I had no problem. But I mean, like I tried for like a month, and I'm like, I'm just not really seeing the benefits financial wise, so I just didn't do it. But again, nothing about it bothered me, and there was a lot of people that were weirded out, and they're like, I mean, 
we know you, Jackie, but still, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, you know when people find out you do a job that they never thought they would meet someone doing that job, they freak out. Like, you tell them something like that. Well, I, no, I, nobody, I, freak, nobody freaked out. They just kind of said, like, oh, they're like, you just always have to do something. <laughs> so... I mean, it's, it's, you know, that's how it is. Yeah, so it's definitely one of those things where I will say that it's definitely, like, it's an awesome movie, but it's definitely not for, like, a faint type of heart situation. If you are, you're not really good with any kind of situations like that, like funeral or morgue or anything, probably not watch it. But if you're really into that, but also the supernatural aspect of the movie, then definitely. Yeah, and once again, I think we're continuously doing PSAs for people now. We're giving you I like think they did the PSA really for this one. To be quite honest, they did everything by the book. No, we're, we're, we're warning. That. We're warning people right now. Like you're warning people right now. Like you, might, if you're faint of heart watching stuff in this scenario, probably not for you. Yeah, I mean, also um, the other thing too is, again, I didn't mind it, but the, the female that is on the slab, she is. 100% like fully naked the whole time and it's a real girl so if that bothers you just ahead of time you're actually seeing a real new girl on a slab for like hours so uh, yeah as you said I wanted to like uh, tell you as well like they uh, they use such great camera angles and great directing style where they didn't inappropriately use the yeah, showing no, of they, the body. Yeah, no, it wasn't any, I was going to say, it was not anything inappropriate. That's why at first I got a little confused with what you said, because they did everything by the book. They did do it, they didn't do it in a way where it was creepy or weird or anything. It just definitely, like, you're going to see it. Yeah. So. All right, so this movie starts with a great, like, just a beautiful first shot of people in the house. They'll obviously get, the cops and whatnot taking pictures they find a corpse of an unidentified young woman and with a whole homicide see a homicide scene in the house the sheriff we get introduced to sheriff sheldon burke he finds no signs of forced entry and his lieutenant suggests the victims are trying to escape this all takes place in this big house in Virginia. This whole movie takes place in Virginia. This all, yeah that's also another thing it takes how it takes place in like one place so if you guys think that you're gonna they're gonna be running around all over town and stuff they're not it's literally one place one, one place yes and then we get into the introduction of our main characters austin who is the son of tommy a small town corner and he's been in this field for generations they have this like really custom underground like you know morgue and They've been known around the town for centuries, I guess. The town, the sheriff knows them for years. They, you know, find that that. But I think it's cool that you have the father-son team. But the son really wants to leave. He doesn't want to be known as Austin, the mortician guy, and his girlfriend Emma wants to. They want to go away together, and that's what you learn about that early on. Yeah. So like, as it's it's getting late and. The son is going to go hang out with the girl, see a movie, get her popcorn and whatnot. As he's saying, I'll get you extra this. Um, the sheriff comes in looking a little bit like not like just where's your dad? Bring her in. Sheriff he brings the body in. It's the body of the Jane Doe. And he needs the, the sheriff needs the cause of death by the morning. And that's where the dramatics happen. 
that's when the movie really comes to play. Yes, with us. And so Austin, the son, postpones his date with Emma to help his father, promising to meet her later in the evening. Or come pick, come meet me later in the evening by 11. Nah, that's going to lead to something later. Oh, you're doing good. Keep going. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not the, I'm not the descriptor. You are, so. I will describe more. So uh, Tommy and Austin, they start performing like the autopsy on said Jane Doe and quickly become confused because there are no external visible signs of trauma, but her wrist and ankle bones have been shattered. Her tongue has been crudely cut out. One of her molars is missing. Then we get to the, uh, that scene was black. Like when you see the lungs all blackened and suffered third degree burns. Because then the son asked the father, I remember, um, he's like, what could have done? He's like, even if this girl smoked three packs of cigarettes for 10, 10 years straight, this wouldn't do to this, anything like this to your lungs. I'm like, awesome. Oh, my God. I think my lungs will be okay. <laughs> well, basically, I mean, let's not get too too descriptive into it. Basically, when he's doing all that and they're trying to solve it, though, they're trying to solve the death. Strange supernatural shit happens. And as it's happening, though, they're just getting more and more confused. And then when all the shit's hitting the fan, they wait like forever before they're like, maybe we should research this more. I will say that part was a little frustrating to me. Well, I think the father of part, like him, like Brian Cox's character, he was somebody like, I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'll figure this out later. Because he's like, you see him in the beginning, uh, uh, questioning his son if he knows enough stuff. And he's like... We're not. We're not the cops. We're not the detectives. We're here to give cause of death. We're not. Yeah, I know. I'm. Sa- I understand that. But I'm saying when shit was like really going down, they still didn't think in their heads like, "Hey, let's like research this until shit was literally going down." Oh no, shit was already like 100 going down by the time they actually made it to that point. I know, but I'm saying my point is, is that I feel like in the movie they wait a little too long because I'm sorry, natural human reaction after a little while. Like, it wouldn't even go that far before I'd be like, fuck this. I don't give a shit what the cop says. I need, I want to know, like, research what the fuck is going on. Yeah, I, I really would too. I'm like, I'm not going to be hanging around there. If that was my job, I'm like, oh, okay, this is a weird off the bat here. Like, maybe I should research this before I go any further. Yeah, exactly. And that happens all the time. So it's not one of those things where, like, it's a respectful thing to do. Sometimes people in funeral homes and coroners, they have to do that. So. I can see that happening, yeah, completely. So the condition of much of her body suggests that death had just occurred. <laughs> While cloudiness of the corpse's eyes, which are gray, it see it, that that pretty much says she's been dead for several days. Then, right, yeah, like when you, I mean, you worked in the morgue, so like when you, someone has gray eyes, it's not like you just you died today. I was about to say it's not quote-unquote gray eyes it's their body is literally like all it you'll usually honestly i'm gonna say right now you will see more of that situation when they're in the fridge for a while and and it's not it's not gray eyes it's basically because they're sitting in the fridge for a while for however long they are their body is literally basically starting to dry out without all the fluids and stuff coming out. So it's technically like, yeah, I guess you could call the term gray eyes, but it's more like their 
body is like just literally like it's decomposing like in a way in a in a fridge but i love that you you gave this information and people don't know this that's awesome you gave that information because um dude she like her body was buried underground they found her in a house on the ground and then they then she wasn't even in a metal locker yet. She was just like on the table. Yeah, she was That's perfectly preserved. So that that honestly, I'm gonna say right now, if I was the young son in the funeral home and I knew that information, that's why I'm saying that I I would have probably like almost immediately been like, I don't give a shit what the cops say. Like this is just fucking weird and sketchy. I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna try to research what's going on. Because like I said, like one of the first days I remember when I was there. They brought me to the fridge because there was a couple bodies that they weren't able to bury quite yet because it was cold. The ground was still hard. And they started explaining to me because I that's one of the things like the the elderly woman's eyes were almost gone because she had been in there for a while. But they were they had the gray tint to it, like almost like cataracts, but it's literally their body just decomposing. But they're still like preserved in the fridge, like no fluids or anything are coming out. Uh, yeah uh, <laughs> i was fine with it i just kind of was like eh i'm like okay <laughs> uh you're educating me on that world now to be honest yeah i mean like you either fine with it or you're not it didn't even bother me of picking up the bodies it was just knowing how to place them in and being careful and paperwork and stuff like that so i think it was actually this not the first night. I think it was the second night when I like had picked up my the first dead body. Oh, that was a night to remember, huh? That's a night to remember. Yeah. Oh, it was like. Well, the thing is, is I I worked in nursing homes and stuff in the past, so it was actually an elderly man in a nursing home. So it wasn't really that shocking to me. I guess I wasn't there long enough to actually see like more of like traumatic deaths, I guess, if you would say. I was, I, the short time I was there, I mainly just saw, it was like more of like old age. I I didn't experience the traumatic pickups. Yeah, you you didn't see like the dead gangbang. Yeah, I wasn't there long enough. Had I been there long enough, I'm sure I would have experienced it, but I I didn't experience any of the traumatic deaths to pick something up. I'm, yeah, that's a good thing, most likely. You know, you probably don't want to go do that. Uh, sure. <laughs> you probably don't want to see some of that. You know, that might I test you. Kind of was. I kind of was a little intrigued to have that possibility. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's all I got to say for that. Wow. You're just like, all right, you're 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 crossing it now. <laughs> hey. Not me, not here to judge. That's you, girl. Do your thing. <laughs> yeah, so, but that that is the one thing, like, so that's why I'm saying I would have immediately been like, so, yeah, there's something else going on. I would have said immediately, yeah, there's something else going on here, so. So, as you say that, the, in the movie, this is the part where if you were working here, you would totally no shit's going on, because out of nowhere, the radio spontaneously changes stations. Okay, that doesn't work, happen like that. Frequently, suddenly on the song, open up your heart and let the sun shine in. I'm like, oh, okay. Austin believes he's seeing people standing in the morgue's hallway. Like at that point, you, you think you're seeing shit, dude, and you're not in any like hallucinogen drugs. 
go get out. Just go and see a girl. <laughs> and then I, was um, say, I probably would have called my dad and been like, this is your problem. Yeah, it's like I got my girl in a movie. I don't want to deal with this anymore. <laughs> so so. and then we get another sign to tell you to get the fuck out which is when the family cat stanley mortally is wounded and the father has to like snap stanley's neck to put him out of his misery i don't want to talk about that i know you don't i know know animals but every woman i know in horror movies they don't want to talk about these scenes so i'm gonna go forward now no it's not just horror movies i don't like seeing animals and i know it's not real but i don't like seeing animals like portraying being hurt in any movie yeah, that, that that is a lot of like me. I don't really need to. Ever I know, see that. obviously, you know, obviously it's fake. But the thing is, is there are real p- people out there that do that shit. So yeah, there are, and like anything like babies or young kids or animals to me, that's something I usually ever try. I try to stay away from. It doesn't. It doesn't need to oh, be. Honestly, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie, and this probably makes you sound like a horrible person, but I don't have that same effect when it comes to like people in the movies. It's honestly animals. Animals and young children for me. That's me. I, I can't see young kids die. Like, uh, that's completely understandable. Yeah, it's that's uh, but I'll continue on from what we just said. That situation, as they continue the autopsy, the woman's missing tooth is wrapped in a piece of cloth in her stomach. So, the cloth has Roman numerals, letters, and old diagrams. Again, research that shit. See what it means. Exactly. Dude, like if you pull a tooth out of a fucking stomach with a cloth on it, does that say to you right now, maybe we should put a a little pause on this, you know, go on the internet, read a book or something? No one reads books anymore, Zach. Call Google. They, they read books in there, okay? No, okay, well, it's called Google. Well, in this movie, they, they read books, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <laughs> so the father suggest, asked the son what the MO is, and he says it after research, seeing the whole body. And this if this doesn't tell you, you should get the fuck out. I don't know what does. They bounded her, ripped out her tongue, poisoned her, paralyzed her, forced her to swallow the cloth, then the cut's internal mutilation and they also burnt her. So it looks like human sacrifice. Dude, you guys are not equipped to deal with human sacrifice bodies and this a little more. Send it to a big time city place, all right? No, that's not true. If you don't, if you can't handle stuff like that in any kind of morgue, then you shouldn't be doing it. So I'm going to argue with you on that one. Uh, that just looked a little too much when you're finding all that. If hey, if you can't handle it, you should not work in a morgue then. I'm uh, still sticking by that. I'm not working no morgue anytime soon. Yeah, that doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter whether it's a small morgue or a city morgue. If you can't handle that, then get the fuck out. <laughs> okay. So that's to all the morgue employees out there. She's got your back. That's all I'm going to say. But let's get, let, let's, get towards, let's get towards the end of this shit. Yeah, so during this confusion, both the father and son realize that other corpses in the morgue have gone missing. They decide to leave. Now, at this point, they're freaked out. Elevator doesn't work. And a fallen tree is blocking the exit door. Even though on the radio it said, perfect sunny days, a storm does happen during this whole experience. An unseen figure leaves bruises on the father, and he goes to the bathroom to check on them. And at that point, they return to the autopsy room. And again, to try to examine the corpse of Jane Doe. Then, when they're trying to 
do something, the door locks itself. Like uh, the sun takes an axe trying to open it, you know, very shining looking scene there. Unable to get the cremation furnace, the corpse ablaze in the exam room. He's like, fuck it, we're burning this body at this point. And as he tries to burn the body, the whole fucking room goes up in flames. The fire spreads like fucking wildfire. And basically, the son Tommy is trying to extinguish the fire. And when the elevator turns back on, they hear they're running to try to escape it, but the doors were not closed. Then panicking, the father Tommy uses an axe against what he believes to be one of the animated corpses, as you say. And guess what? When he strikes that axe, it's the girlfriend of his son, Emma, who has returned to meet him at this time he she was supposed to, and now she is dead. Yeah, get to the end get to the end part so we could be able to like review it. Yeah. Well, first I'm gonna do our first sponsor. Well then do it. All right, I'll do it. Today we'd like to talk about our good friends at TG TGE dot company or TGE collectibles. And this week, they have some great items that we'd like to mention, like the Candyman with Bee's Pop vinyl figure for only $8.99, and the Friday the 13th Ultimate Jason Voorhees 7-inch scale action figure for $36.99. And you can always ask them for items that you might like. They can try to find for you, and they will. And please shop their website at tge.company. Use our discount code, all lowercase, ChopShop, for your 10% discount on your entire order. And please follow them at TGE Promotions and TGE.Company and TGE Collectibles. All right. Spoiler time. We're reviewing the end of this movie. Certain that, you ready I'm for it, girl? You ready for it? I'm ready. All right. So certain that James the Jane Doe's corpse has been preventing them from finding out the truth about her death. These fuckers return to the examination room. They detest the determine Jane Doe's brain tissue cells that we find out remain active, proving that she is somehow still alive. Further examination of the cloth determines that the markings refer to Levi- the Leviticus. I can't pronounce like Leviticus. Like, can you do it? I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, no, I can't. Let's, no. just, let's, just chop, let's just chop it down to they realize that it was a ritualistic killing. It wasn't exactly a killing because they kept her. They ba- they basically kept her soul alive, right? Yeah, they they basically like they kept her soul alive. They find out like this relates to like the Salem witch trials and everything. But they did the the father's like no, they were all innocent girls. Nobody was really a witch. But they did a cur- they did a curse on an innocent and tortured this innocent so badly. It's all she she's still there. She's still alive somehow. Yeah, and she wants her revenge. Her, her her soul was still sending a curse. Yeah, so like the soul was still in. So no matter what, that that body was gonna preserve. So at that point, the, the, the they realize they realize this. The father realizes everything they're doing to her and they've done to her. It's been happening to him. So as he goes to her face and he says, "I'm ready. I'm not gonna fight you. Take me. Not just leave my son alone." You see the whole his whole body snapping. Like how her legs are snapped. Her her arms are snapped. Everything. Chest cavities. Everything going on to him and so finally he's in such agonizing pain the son has to just stick him with the knife and put him out of his misery yep would you be able to do that i mean if you see someone you love and they're they're dying slowly and that much pain i think i would yeah 
100%. Yeah, I was gonna say I would have to do it too. Like it, I wouldn't. You have to. to. Like I would have to. Yeah, what's it's, it's there's no question on there. So at this point, lights come back on. All this, you know, basically Austin is just broken at this point. The sun. He hears the sheriff outside, as we think. Voice is another hallucination, startled by a vision then of his dead father. Austin trips over the railing, falls to his death. So nobody won in the very end. But to wrap all this up, we get the next, the morning of or whatever, when the police arrived, the corpse showing no signs of any trauma. It had, like they, they never did any work on her at all. The, the sheriff is so confused. Like, what the hell happened here? He doesn't understand. Again, his deputy suggests that maybe don't say that. I've known this family for forever. And, okay, where are we taking her? And he's like, out of my county. He's like, he knows something is up. He's like, out of my county. Like, let, let the Commonwealth University deal with them. You know, not us. And as they're driving off the body uh, in a, like the ambulance or whatnot, you get the guy on the phone with his girl, not understand, hearing that the song changes on the radio once again. Open up your heart. Let the sun shine in. And then the last scene is we see Jane Doe's toes twitch. Yep. And that's the movie, guys. Fuck yeah. And so Jane Doe was the victor in this film. <laughs> yeah, the bad guy got away with it. Yes. Finally, finally you suggest a movie where the bad guy gets away with it. The bad guy got away. Eh. <laughs> so what is your review on Jane Doe and the autopsy of Jane Doe? How did you like it the first time? How did you like it the second time? Like, how's your opinion stand now? I mean, I like the same as I did the first time I watched it. I thought they did a good job with the suspenses. I mean, you know I'm going to criticize decisions of people. I think some of the decisions were a little dumb, but it did not ruin the movie for me. I think that they did well, and I think that the actress that they used was the perfect fit because she knew exactly how to regulate her breathing to make it so it didn't even look like she was breathing, which is very fucking hard to do, so... If anyone sits there and says I could do that, no, you fucking can't. This, this, I'm not. I'm not insulting her when I say this, but this bitch fucking had to sit there for a long period of time not breathing naked. So anyone that says like, oh, I could do that, I couldn't even fucking do that, dude. And what do you give it as a rating? I would say I would say like a nine point five. Awesome. All right. So I will say. From the first time I saw this movie, I was very impressed by directing, by like the whole scenery, by the acting. I give a lot of props to the actress uh, known, as you said, the, the Jane Doe, Olin Kelly, because Olin Kelly, I saw a little background thing when I first saw the movie about the movie, and she literally was on that table. It wasn't like yeah, a body she double. Yeah, she was literally on that table for hours, and she was the only one out of all the casting where she was able to hold her breath, not hold her breath, but regulate her breathing so that it looked like she was not breathing. Like, not a lot of people can do that. No, so I don't like think commit, that. That's like commitment right there. I agree. And I, from that on, I think it's still, like, I saw it many years ago, and I saw it again today. It still stands the test of time to me. I loved the whole thrillerness of it, the creepy effect, the end game, the whole like, background of Jane Doe at the end. The father, son, they were just in the way. I, again, you get in her way, you're just victims along her way. It's not like she has yeah. anything personal against you. You hurt her, she hurts you, you're, get out of my way. So that was a cool concept. 
uh, to this day, I still would love to recommend this to most people. And I give it like, I'm going to give it like a 9.5 as well. I, there are some things that could be a little better, but 9.5 literally is this movie for me. It's definitely that. Sweet. So that was the Jane Doe story for us. Okay, so this is off the cuff, and you can yell at me later. All right. All right, so, guys, we're eventually going to be having actual merch that's going to be coming in the works in the next couple of months. But until then, I, if anybody actually listens to this podcast, I'm going to do a giveaway of some T-shirts I have from my company, Blood, Guts, and Everything Nuts, along with maybe one to two pins. I want, I'm going to pick three people and out of the three people i want you to tell me why you want any of my my merchandise and any of our future merchandise and those three people that i pick you will definitely be getting a t-shirt and at least one to two pins for me as a giveaway but once we actually have our own merch we will include either a patch or a t-shirt of our own once we get that out and Evil Pris, can, uh, will you be posting this on our Facebook page for people to see as well so more people yeah. can see it? Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's an awesome like gift that you're doing. I think a lot of people will want to have a blood, guts, and everything nuts. like. Pain. But again, the an- they, they have to be good answers. I don't want to just see answers of like, because I just think I deserve it, because I'm not even going to take that seriously if you guys do that. And if they're really good answers, how about you reveal who you're sending what not to on our show? Oh, I definitely will. I'll be putting it up on either Facebook live or whatnot, but either way I will give every, I will give it a week. So basically what I will do next Sunday is I'll announce the winners, but Zach, I will ask for your input on the three best people to basically partake in this if they do. I love that. Yeah. And you know what? Um, I actually had the same kind of idea. I guess we're on the same wavelength. I want to do starting that. Uh, I'm going to start something probably next week on our next episode, give you more information, but I would like to send a bundle of my eyeliners that are anti-bullying eyeliners to a fan of why they can use them to create their own custom kind of glam look, rock and roll look, horror look. Tell me what they would use our eyeliners for, what they would do with them. What's inspired by them. Do they use it for a fashion week event? Would they use it for Halloween? Get ready for Halloween. Get ready for fashion. That'll be next. That'll be next week's giveaway, right? Yeah, I'll do that next week's giveaway. Yeah. So, all my giveaway this week, guys. But next week, Zach's giveaway. So and you guys will end up getting. You guys will end up getting some nice bundles of stuff. But again, you got to give us some real. Answers, not no. Just no. Deserve. We need some really like. We need some really truly honest, kick-ass answers. Which again, I'm being. I'm going to consult with Evil Pris for all the answers of the winners. We both will announce the winners on the, that episode that we do. And I hope, and we will actually reveal what you asked, how you answered it, and show that you are a creative, awesome person. Exactly, a hundred percent. Because at this point, I can't. I don't want to make a decision like that on my own and say, because you know, this is like an input game. So. My contest for my contest first, Zach, and once we get our merch out for the podcast, then, oh it'll be, then it will be a group effort. I think it'll be a nice little thing that people might purchase a lot of during the holiday season. Oh, yeah. As I was about to say, they definitely will, especially if uh, 
any of the winners winners rock with our gear to make the to show us that they received it and they're actually like really putting us out there exactly and also once you get that gear feel free to post these pictures on instagram on facebook on tiktok on any of your channels tag us in it and if you want we can actually if you Chris and i can get we'll do some zoom thing with you we'll do some live video you can on there we'll join your group and we'll thank you exactly a hundred percent you will get acknowledged you're not just going to get it and be forgotten about no not at all so that's great do we, have any, do we have any questions from anybody this week or no yeah we have uh, we have like one to two questions before i uh, get into them we're going to talk about our next sponsor this week blood witch unlimited uh please check out the blood the comfortable blood witch t-shirt with the subtle inverted cross and that means embrace whatever meaning resonates with you remember no saviors look within shop their clothing at bloodwitchunlimited.com Follow them with a conversation or email them at Vinat uh, and also follow them on Instagram at Blood Witch Unlimited and follow JD's car, JD. He's a really great guy. You can find him on that site and contact. Fuck yeah. All right. So we did get a, a question from my friend on Instagram, our friend on Instagram, and some of the best and worst decisions, and this is up your alley, characters in horror films make. You take it away because you are the okay, queen. You're the say, queen. As, as soon as I heard her ask me, as soon as I saw this question, I'm like, just give it to Evil Press at this point, you know? <laughs> okay, worst case scenario. Oh yeah, real, <laughs> real quick. I'm I real quick. I'm gonna do a funny little actual TikTok regarding things like that. But okay, that's that's way beyond. But okay, one of the mistakes that people make is for whatever reason when killers are chasing them in their own house or property or wherever the fuck they're at for whatever reason they stay there stop staying there stop because if you end up getting killed some kind of way i'm just gonna point and laugh at you number two for some reason uh, not in all but there's a lot of like good gritty old school horror movies where these people have like there's all these old school cars that like you could hotwire Keys, hot wire, hot wire. <laughs> or number three, they're running around. Let's say that's a party scene and there's a killer on the loose and they start to all realize it and they're running around. Bitches, take your fucking heels off. No one gives a shit what you're wearing at that point. Number three, you're getting chased by somebody and you're sitting there trying to hide. No, stop, just run. Because hiding is going to get you snatched by the back of your goddamn head and you're going to get your throat slit. Let's see. here. What other ones do I got? Please oh, keep yeah. going, please. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, if you get out and you're being smart and you're running away from the situation and you get a car, stop doing this whole hero bullshit where you're halfway, you're about to leave the town and be like, no, I have to handle this on my own. Fucking drive away. Drive away. Stop being the big man. Because no one's going to care when you get killed. Because you decide to go back. Or, number three. If the killer is clearly a huge fucking person. Guy, girl, doesn't matter. Stop thinking that you're going to, like, be the, be the like, lower end of the grizzly bear. You're not going to win. You can't throw the person marshmallows and they're going to calm down. Okay? 
even if they're like the marine guy or something. Yes, exactly. Just fucking run. What are you doing? <laughs> Stop acting like you're the hero. Yes, some movies they've played it out to where like, oh yeah, that guy ended up like being the underdog. No. Most likely that really in real life would not fucking work. I think for right now that's all I got. There's oh my god, we gotta we gotta do this as a segment next week again. (laughs) I know you got more. I know you got like I will say I got plenty more, but for right now that that's all I could think for right now. I'm sure I'll have plenty more, but for right now that's what I got. I just want to like I I'm never gonna even try to match your list. The one thing that's been bothering me for the last decade in movies of horror that I'm making is the group of kids or the group of friends try to solve the murder. They try to do something about it. They, they're, they're trying to find out who the killer is in their group. Fuck you, bro. I'm going on vacation till this shit's done. Yeah, exactly. I'm not trying that to be detective. I'm not trying to be Inspector Gadget. No. Uh-uh. No, no, no. I'm not qualified for this. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Uh-uh. Not my gig. Did not get hired. Not on payroll. Not doing this. No. So, yeah, that's a good one. I didn't think about that one, but that, yeah, that's another good one. Like, just stop. Stop playing hero. Yeah, like, everybody thinks, this is my moment. I'm going to be victorious. I'm going to shine. I'm going to save the day and get the vagina at the end. No, you're not, buddy. You're going to be hacked up, and you're going to be dead. It's very rare. If you, if you can accomplish something that's, like, in the movies, that's going to be a very rare thing. Don't think that you're suddenly going to, like, grow a pair of balls and you're going to, like, conquest this whole thing. I agree. Oh, and I just wanted to, like, I had to, like, this came out of my head right now. I got to tell you, warn you, warn everybody. Please do not waste your time watching Resident Evil on Netflix. It is not anything close to the game. Or the, even the worst movie makes that show look bad. Like, that, that show is crap. It looks like a teen drama from the CW network that puts no no charm into the characters whatsoever some great zombie makeup for like a minute the rest of cgi well, like I said, you don't have to worry about me watching that shit i had no interest in watching oh, it we, you, yeah that was a waste of life watching that piece of shit i was about to say you're sounding like me with that other movie. no it was like it took it took time off my life i'm like I hate- okay so i understand you were frustrated with me at that movie that i was trashing but that's how i felt your I get it. I get it. I, I totally get it now. Because like, oh my god, the integrity of these fucking assholes to ever think that was co- that should be called Resident Evil and throw it on uh, Netflix. Netflix guys, come on, you got these good stuff, then you're gonna put this piece of shit that should have been on Freeform or one of those like, you know, Amazon. Nah, not even Amazon. I don't even know. It should, it should have been on this like, crappy channel. You never find it on. I'm 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 glad that you're. I'm glad that you understand now where I was coming from. I completely do. I think I will never not tell people this thing is a piece of shit. I just can't get it out of my head how bad it was. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, I, you you try to hope for the best, but you know. Hey, I didn't go into that thinking anything of the best. I maybe thought something new. It was new. It was the crappiest, newest thing I could ever imagine. Yeah. All right. We're (laughs) get it you know what we had a lot of great like talks with this stuff so i'm gonna save another question for the next show okay that sounds like a plan that's fine (laughs) (laughs) because like this is great i think this is people should really love this one now 
And I want everybody they're, to know who listens to probably, us. They're probably going to sit there being like, all right, guys, tell us how you really feel about all these things. <laughs> and guys, you can always uh, listen to our show on Spotify, on iTunes, on Facebook. They, all our episodes always premiere Monday, 12 p.m. Eastern time. Please leave messages on there on any platform you watch and listen that you listen to what I mean. And please follow us on Instagram at the Horror Supernatural Chop Shop. Please ask us questions if they're creative enough and we will shout you out. We will answer them if they're like something that evil Chris and I are like, no, I'm sorry. We just won't ask. We won't answer that question. Yeah, if it's a dumb question, I'm sorry. I'm going to be like, I'm not answering that question. Because if it's really dumb, I'm going to send it to you prior. And I'm like, I think this is really dumb. What, what's your opinion? If you say, Zach, it's really fucking dumb. I'm like, it's off the list. <laughs> yes. So, but, you know, there's, there's no question is a wrong question. Just some of them are just, no. Yeah, some of them is just something that we've heard a million times or it's just not for our podcast. Yes, Exactly. So ending out this episode, uh, well, Chris, take it away. Tell the viewers, listeners how to find you, get you booked and everything else. You can find me on Instagram under evil Chris, or you can find me on Facebook on Jackie hunt. And you could also on that, there should be a link to my effects page, blood guts and everything nuts on there is provided a phone number or an email address electric sugar pop 69 at gmail.com to be able to book with me it's a lot easier you can email me but it's a lot easier to just try to call so i can be able to go over concepts and stuff but i will say that i'm already getting booked through around october and august so if you need something scary or something creative or whatnot hit me up blood guts and everything nuts under facebook as well as jackie hunt and Instagram, Evil Pris, and on TikTok, Evil Pris. Hell yeah. And for myself, yeah. you can always find me on Facebook, Zach Mr. Eyeliner. You can also find me on Instagram, Zach THS Chop Shop. Uh, that's always a good way to find me. Also, Zach Mr. Eyeliner is a good way to find me on Instagram. Please follow us once again on Instagram at the Horror Supernatural Chop Shop, posting about this movie tomorrow and posting about a lot of great things going forward things from evil chris's career is going to be posted during this halloween a lot and we want to keep you updated on our stuff and especially with my eyeliner collection that supports anti-bullying i'm trying to really build the hashtag horror movie lovers against bullying evil Pris supports me a lot of people in the horror community around the world support this hashtag please use that hashtag and please check out my eyeliners at www.mrieyeliner.com and I'll always give you a great discount of 20% and contact me. Hell yeah. Thank you. There we go. Well, once again, as the late, great George A. Romero would always say, stay scared, see you at the movies. And now for and you. I, will, I was about to say, and I will say, just remember to always have a good weekend, be safe throughout the week. And also creep it real and tell us what you're watching. Damn right. Have a creepy night, creepy week, and be good to each other. From the Hell Horror yeah. Supernatural Chop Shop, Zach and Evil Chris are out. Signing off.